Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hi, and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Brittany, and today we are joined by Sarah Rubin, registered dietitian, nutritionist, wellness expert, and founder of Rooted Wellness. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm such a big fan of this podcast. So having my little fangirl moment. (laughs) Well, we're very happy to have you here. Before we get started with everything, like tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a dietitian. I live in New York and I have two little ones, five and two, boy and girl. So very much in the working mom stage of my life. And my company is called Rooted Wellness and we focus on women's health. So everything from fertility and preconception through prenatal nutrition and postpartum nutrition. We kind of help women and support women on their um, on their journey to becoming moms. So yeah. That's awesome because we know that's so important. A lot of times we think of um, our road to recovery could just be focused on one thing, but it's really a whole 360 uh, spectrum totally. of health, including And I nutrition. know you just had a little one too, not too long ago. I did. Congrats. Jack is four and a half months old. Thank you. Yeah, so I am almost like a month back from my maternity leave, which is crazy to think about but just picked right back up I the first week I was a little like oh what am I doing but it definitely feels like things are have started to level back out which is nice I feel like second time around it was so much nicer having that separation like I really felt like I needed it way more than I did the first time so yeah and also your second time you're less focused on the idea of like holy shit I'm a mom now what the fuck do I do because you've sort of done that already so you're able to appreciate that separation a little bit more yes I think I totally agree I feel like I enjoyed everything way more the second time around 
Yeah, I have to agree with that. So how did you get started in your career? Oh, it's such a long and winding road how I got here. I was an athlete growing up and um, also a chubby kid. So those combined was an interesting (laughs) combo. And then Uh as I got more into um, sports, I got more into nutrition because obviously like they're, they kind of go hand in hand and then went to college, thought that I was going to be a teacher, went the whole education route. And as part of my training to becoming a teacher, I would observe um, kids at, at public school. And one of my first days there, I was there for breakfast and they rolled out like the frosted flakes and all this shit basically <laughs> that they've been feeding mm-hmm. them. And I got to see firsthand like why we have an obesity crisis in this country. They're just giving such poor nutrition to these kids. And I kind of felt like, well, why am I not like learning more about this? It's so fascinating to me anyway. It was always like a side passion of mine. Fast forward a th- few years later, I graduated in 2009 and got a job at a nonprofit doing fundraising because that was just like what I could get at the height of the recession. And as a side project, because I was so miserable at my job, I started writing a blog about healthy eating and just like learning more and decided to take the leap and go back to school and pursue it full time. So that's kind of how I got to the field of dietetics. And then my interest in, in pediatrics kind of led me down the road into like women's health and prenatal postpartum. And I started Rooted Wellness actually when I was six months postpartum with my son. So and your son is your son is your yes, five year old five and a half five and a half. His name is Ezra, and my daughter is Maya. I love that. Yeah, name. it's a thank Beautiful you so names. much. Yeah, we we keep them the four letter names really around our house. <laughs> so I mean, we we have a we have a four letter name going strong yeah, here. So yeah. hey, <laughs> it all works. So what's it like, uh, like running this business as? a mom of two young children, do you feel like you have more flexibility to kind of like do the things you need to do? Like what's it like having this entrepreneurial lifestyle as a mom? It's challenging for sure. I think, I mean, overall I'm really happy I did it and I'm, I feel so fulfilled by the work I'm doing with, with women outside of being a mom. And I, I, I feel like personally I was never the kind of person that like being a mom could be my whole world. Like I always felt like I needed something else and something more. And I really want to make a difference in the world. And so I feel like showing my children that like I can go out in the world and and help women and empower women and come home and still like make them dinner and put them to bed, like kind of makes me feel like a badass. So yeah, you know, every day is a little different and having your own business is definitely a very full-time job, but I feel like we found a lot of balance and I also have a really great support system. I have an amazing nanny and my kids are, you know, at preschool and kindergarten. So I feel like it's, it's, they're at the age where it's much easier to make it work for me. Did you find that it was more complicated when they were younger? Because you were saying you started this when Ezra was six months old. So it was kind of like a slow roll. Like I didn't get like up and running. It was more like, as I got more time, I got more into, you know, working on branding and different things. And um, right. it, it hasn't been until like really the past year I've been able to really grow the company a lot more because I've had, they've been much more independent. So right. it's it's kind of grown up with my kids a little bit in a, in a sense. 
So did you feel like you needed your own postnatal care? What was your postnatal journey like? And did you feel like nutrition played a huge role on this? Like you, I guess you kind of like used yourself as this first. Yeah, I definitely am always my own guinea pig with basically everything yeah. that I tell my clients. So right now I've even like started trying different natural deodorants because I'm like, I got to make the switch. It's like the one thing that I don't do that's like could be better. And yeah. I'm there. What have, what have you been? I'm curious. What's your favorite so far? Because I'm. I just started, but I think the one that I tried was like Real Purity. It's a roll on. It's pretty good. Okay. It's not like. Okay, I'll have to I, try it. I've tried a bunch of brands. Like some of them, I feel like the ones that have like baking powder in them actually irritate me. I got like a terrible rash. It was really not cute. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Interestingly, part of the reason I really wanted to start focusing on this niche was I really, I was one of the first of my friends to have kids. So I felt like I really couldn't, I don't have an older sister. I felt like I really didn't have anyone to go to about a lot of this information. And when I was postpartum, I had a really rough time postpartum with my son. I feel like he just like broke me in a way that I was not expecting, like couldn't sit on my butt for over a week was like having just Mm -hmm. like bouts of just like bursting into tears because I was like, is this what my life is going to be like for the rest of my life? Like just a milkmaid and totally normal. Yeah. And, um, I really felt like nutrition was so, so incredibly, it's always important, but I feel like during the prenatal and postpartum period, it's even more so because you have to work on healing your body and really supporting your body. And I think there's such a bounce back culture right now about, you know, immediately getting back to like working out and dieting and all this stuff. And it's just, it's such bullshit. As far as like my own personal tips postpartum, I feel like focusing on a lot of getting a lot of protein, lean protein sources and healthy fats are really the big ones. Um, Healthy fat actually goes directly. So the DHA and fat goes directly into your breast milk. So it's really important to focus on that. Um, not only that, but it also helps with healing as well as, um, getting lean protein, which literally on a cellular level helps your cells to rebuild. So trying to think about incorporating that in little ways, like wherever I was, whenever I was getting a meal or a snack. So whether it's, you know, a handful of almonds with an apple or throwing some avocado, like a lot of avocado into a salad, um, I think what I wasn't prepared for also was like the level of hunger that you feel when you're nursing. So hungry. It's 
so hungry. So hungry. So hungry. And so I've also become like a real proponent of making sure that you're eating every three to four hours so you stay on top of the hunger rather than getting to like the four hour mark. Because I really felt like it was like a four hour mark almost always where I would yeah. just like want to gnaw off my own arm because I was so, so hungry. It's like that gnawing feeling yeah. like you've never eaten a meal. It's really, it's crazy. So. So you were saying you wanted to take in like healthy fats. Is that something that helps your postpartum journey? And is there, are you getting it the same way if you're taking supplements? Like how is it that, you know, eating avocado and almonds is better than just being like, oh, you know what, I'm going to eat pizza and whatever, but I'm taking my supplements. Yeah, I mean, look, I think we all get to that point where we're like, I don't have anything in the house and to... I think especially in the first couple of weeks, it's kind of like survival mode. So expecting to make all these like beautiful salads and grain bowls. And I think that's kind of not realistic for most people. So there's a couple of reasons why like healthy fats and and getting that focus helps with your recovery. So one of those reasons is that the quality of the fat that you're eating actually directly impacts the quality of fat in your breast milk. And we know that that helps with the baby's cognition and cognitive development. Um, There's also a linkage between omega-3 intake, which is found in some kinds of healthy fats, like wild salmon, like walnuts, can help reduce the risk for postpartum depression. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So that's also something to keep in mind. It helps with keeping your serotonin levels stable. Right. So yeah. So even for moms that aren't breastfeeding and they're not necessarily thinking about what's in their milk, this is still something to take into consideration because it is linked to reducing risk factors in PPD and PPA. Both. It's interesting because a lot of this research is so new and still changing. Nutrition science is one of the hardest things to study because you can't really do a randomized trial. It's not ethical. So, right. So, a lot of what we're learning is still prep changing, but one of the things I would definitely say is is making sure that you're getting that healthy fat to that can really help so much. I mean, and and also helps keep you full so that you're not starving yeah. all the time too. And that also, I mean, I don't know about you, but like when I'm hungry, I'm, I like get so hangry. Like you don't want to be around me. Oh, same. Um, <laughs> same. So I mean. You're, you're anxious and you're cranky when you're hungry. I mean, that's not a good mood either. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Besides all your healthy fats, what are some other foods that a uh, postpartum mom should be keeping in her house where maybe her partner or somebody, if she has help, could help put together better yeah. meals? I think a lot of the prep work really should ideally be happening before the baby comes because honestly, like when the baby comes, you're not going to be cooking and you shouldn't be really. Right. Right. I also like to recommend focusing a lot on getting lean protein too, which is one of the ones that I mentioned, not only because it helps with cellular rebuilding, but also that it's high in iron. And iron also is something, you have a lot of blood loss after labor. And sometimes being low iron can actually contribute to or or worsen um, PPD and PPA. So making sure that you're repleting your body with iron stores is also incredibly important. Um, and that's, you know, in different types of poultry and you can get it also from plant-based sources if you don't eat 
red meat or poultry or fish, leafy greens, legumes, all are very plentiful in iron. So that's something to really focus on too. The other thing is like supplementing is kind of rough with iron. I rather, with all supplements in general, it really should be an insurance policy, not the main event. You really absorb everything much better through food than you would through supplements. And so many supplements are not regulated anyway. So getting your nutrients primarily through food is, is super important because your body is, that's how your body is supposed to receive nutrition is through food and beverages and all that stuff. So getting it from a pill is not going to be broken down the same way. And sometimes you're not going to absorb as much as you would through food. I like thinking of it that way. It's an insurance policy, not the main event, because a lot of people do tend to fall back on that thinking that they're getting their nutrients from just the pill. What about carbs? Because like we're talking about being like so hungry, but also we need energy. We're also not sleeping. So you tend to really crave carbs when you're not sleeping. So where where could we make room for that? Because I also feel like carbs are so taboo, but like they shouldn't be, obviously. So what are are some healthy carbs that – Uh, we could be taking that will help us postpartum i mean i am first of all the biggest fan of carbs it should have been my my third thing to list would probably be carbs (laughs) because you really do need them um you're burning so much energy from just making breast milk and even if you're not like healing takes energy as well so much and yeah when you're not getting enough carbs you get it it only worsens those feelings of like exhaustion so The big thing with carbs is trying to get complex carbohydrates. So things like oatmeal and brown rice and holy pasta. And um, I I kind of include like starches in that too. So getting healthy starches like roasted sweet potato or butternut squash. Those all help to give you energy, fuel your body. Your brain actually is fueled primarily by glucose. So like that mom brain fog that you get postpartum if you're not getting enough glucose, it literally will worsen those feelings of like just mental exhaustion that you feel postpartum, which is why I'm always like, don't crash diet. Don't do that because you really, you really do need them. And they also have things like that your body needs all the time, like B vitamins. So all those things for rebuilding your cells and, and making you feel good. These are some great tips because I know it could be a little bit, you know, daunting and a lot of people, you know... I think a way to look at this is like you're not eating these things for your to like snap back because we're not we're actually saying the opposite. We're saying you're saying you need these things to help your body function, to help your brain function and for you to make sure you're the healthiest and feel the best that you can knowing that, you know, this fourth trimester and so on is so difficult and really takes a toll out of us so it's like if we could do these little things to make it a little bit easier then it's little things that we could try and follow it's not about like life altering steps it's like those little small changes that make a huge difference in your overall mood yeah like being realistic about it you're not going to completely change who you are as a person but it's just adding these things in where you can 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Switching the focus a little bit when we're talking about our kids. So obviously, it's we especially having toddlers. It becomes so easy to just be like, "All right, I'm making you chicken nuggets and French fries or whatever," because I'm guilty, like frozen chicken nuggets all the way, like probably too many times a week. But what are some alternatives for kids that they might like and might? And how do we instill these healthy values totally. in them? I get this question all the time. And honestly, like my kids have gone through picky stages too, and I totally get it. It's so hard at the end of the day, especially if you're you're like working or you're out all day, or even if you know, you're know a stay-at-home mom, it's still like a full-time job. With kids, I really feel like one of the things is, is just constantly like hammering the message home that like we are our biggest kids' role models. So Role modeling for them is going to be the biggest way that we can really impact their their healthy habits. I find that in families with like the pickiest, pickiest eaters, I always look to the parent and ask them what they're doing too. Because, you know, one of the things that we can do is all by to help with that is having family meals. So, you know, whether it's breakfast together or dinner together, making it work, or even a snack at the end of the day, showing your child that you're eating something that's nourishing. And by the way, a lot of the time they'll want to pick at your plate. I, I can never sit down to a meal without my daughter being like, what's that? Uh, always, always. Always. And then just like reaching for it. Now she wants to eat salad and like tuna chickpeas in it. And I'm like, where is this weird child coming from? I was like, I'll take it though. That's how I got my son to eat tuna. Now he loves tuna because he ate it off my plate and I actually, I find that if I want him to eat something and he's not, I'll put it on my plate and he'll have more interest in it. The other way is also including them, which is always like a little bit more work. Totally get that. And sometimes cooking with kids is super annoying. Been there. Like it's always a big mess. But um, even helping them like think of, you know, maybe my son gets to pick out when the meals that we make during the course of the week or we do like a taco Tuesday type of thing or he loves like if I do a pasta bar, I'll make like two two types of whole wheat pasta, cheese. I'll, he loves like cucumbers, so I'll always cut up some of those. One of the things with introducing new foods also is that it really does take 11 to 15 exposures for a child to accept a new food. And sometimes it also takes changing the way that you're preparing it. So like, I always say, I don't really love steamed broccoli. I think it's kind of nasty. I wouldn't love to eat steamed Brussels sprouts. Like steaming vegetables, 
not all kids are into that. My daughter loves like burnt broccoli, salty, like tastes like delicious. Like yeah. I like it. So yeah. I always say like bring on the flavor when they're old enough. I would say under a year, like try to keep things mostly bland so they get used to the taste of fruits and vegetables. But you know, changing up the way that you're flavoring things, maybe putting like a dipping sauce, like kids love to dip things and, and making it fun mm-hmm. for them. And I know this all like, I hope mm-hmm. people are not like rolling their eyes because a lot of it does take like a just like one extra step, which is sometimes annoying and doesn't always happen. You know, there's also things like Kid Fresh is a great brand if you're like in a pinch and you really need to just nuke something. Having the frozen veggies on hand too, throwing like, spinach into like a a banana like a banana smoothie with peanut butter like things like that that kids love and can help them to slowly accept new foods yeah those are some great tips and I definitely need to take this advice I'm like thinking tonight maybe I'll make a pasta bar I like the idea of doing like different pastas because that's so fun because they get to pick it and then they put whatever sauce in I tried to do the taco bar before and Oliver my oldest he's three and a half he'll completely overfill the taco and then he'll like take it by like I can't eat it I'm like well because you added way too much in there I'm like all right I like yeah you could you could like I tried to do something make it like a taco (laughs) salad stir fry thing and like crumble it up right yeah I know but it's always fun and he always enjoys it and it's actually it's fun for you too like it's a good bonding moment for the kids I I feel like it's it is I agree so how about if you're in your vegan family, do you ever suggest to your clients that they should allow their kids to eat everything or if they are going to raise them on a vegan diet, like how do you feel about that? So there was actually some recent research that came out that didn't recommend veganism for pregnant women and also didn't recommend it for developing kids. Look, I kind of think I fall somewhere in the middle. So I think that you can definitely have a healthful vegan diet, but it really does take a lot of planning and a lot of forethought, um, including being very cognizant about how you're supplementing, making sure that you're getting a wide variety. Because, you know, most of us fall into a routine where we're eating like the same foods over and over. And so if you're doing that as a vegan, you're likely not going to meet all of your needs. The thing with kids also is that their stomachs are so small and they often can be very picky as we just talked about. So that can actually have a detrimental effect if you're also cutting out other sources of good nutrition for them. That being said, like if that's something that your family is really committed to, I always try to work with the family and making sure that that's when supplements actually become really, really important because you can't, Mm -hmm. you can't get B12 from plant-based foods. You need to get it from animal-based foods. So supplementing with B12, supplementing like omega-3s, folate, all those things become much more important. Making sure you're getting enough iron and protein, which are also sometimes a little harder from a plant-based diet. Not impossible, but you know, I would say if your child is a really picky eater, then maybe veganism is not the best thing for your kids because it can lead to Mm -hmm. nutrient deficiencies down the road. If your child is really open to eating a lot of the same things that you're eating and your family's serving, and you're supplementing accordingly, then it can definitely be a helpful diet. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Out of curiosity, what is what makes B12 such an important vitamin? Well, B12 is part of the host of B vitamins that help with cellular metabolism. So basically, it helps to rebuild and repair cells and works in conjunction with folate. And so when you're B12, deficient in B12, one of the things also is that it can be, it's not always so obvious until you're far along in the deficiency that you're basically becoming, it takes several months. And the way that you would know is that it's kind of like anemia. There's something called B12 anemia. And B12 is responsible for so many processes in your body, including like your nerve cells and your blood cells and making DNA. So it's really critical and you can become, and that's why, especially for kids, it's so important because their bodies are developing and still growing and they really need, they're constantly building cells. So they need the building blocks to be there in the form of a B12. That's really interesting. I at one point I was deficient in yeah. B twelve, and I remember just being like tired. really tired all the time. I was actually getting um, like tingling in my hands. I was getting nerve pain. It was so weird. And then like somebody I with anxiety, it was driving me insane. I was like, oh my god, I'm dying. But it was a relief yeah. to know I was just vitamin B twelve deficient, and so you know, on a yeah. regimen of that. Were you like plant based at the time, or just? No, I I don't know what it, I don't know at this this was like this was a probably like eight years ago so I don't even remember but I mean I was living in the city I was we weren't married yet we were going out all the time I was in my twenties no you know, things, things that we don't do anymore <laughs> we were all probably deficient in some vitamin <laughs> at that time like majorly deficient in iron or whatever you know so. Clients that come to you, do they, does, is there insurance that covers this, this postnatal care? So it really depends on the insurance policy. I really hate insurance companies. Honestly, they're the worst. I know. They're the worst. And you would think like preventative care would be the top forefront of their list, but some will cover it. It's usually out of network. I usually have to submit paperwork for them to help cover it. Some of this is not covered, unfortunately, and, and it's really... Mm-hmm challenging for a lot of moms because they you do need the extra support so that is very unfortunate is there anything you feel like we didn't touch on that everybody listening should know about when it comes to their health and nutrition and being a mom it's about progress not perfection so i think we put such pressure on ourselves as moms to do it all be it all. And I think even my, just speaking personally, like I feel like whenever I've done that, I've actually, I've gotten sick or I've gotten really anxious or gotten insomnia. And I feel like we really retain like internally retain a lot of those pressures a lot of the time. So Mm -hmm. finding ways to just know that I'm doing everything that I can for my kids, but it's okay if they have 
you know, frozen fried chicken every now and then, chicken nuggets. It's okay. I think putting some of the pressure off can be really helpful. Also at mealtimes too with kids. It's, you know, when you're hovering over someone being like, you better eat all your broccoli or have one more bite or you can't go watch TV until you have, you know, carrots. It's like a high pressure situation that no one wants to be underneath. So I think like taking all of this advice and, and, and realizing that you can't do it all and maybe picking like one or two things that you think like, hey, I'm going to try that and see if it works. It's so important. So I, I, I really recommend giving yourself some grace, especially postpartum. I mean, is there never more time? Yeah. Especially. And also just being a mom in general. We have to give ourselves breaks and it's not perfect. I feel like it's so easy to say, oh, I'm going to make this perfect Instagram oh beautiful plate for my child. And we all know that that's not what happens. I mean, it happens sometimes. It does. Sometimes. Sometimes I'm very proud of my plating. But we have to be a little bit easy on ourselves, right? Look, I think at the end of the day, we all want what's best for our kids. And just do, doing your best is is basically the whole battle. Like putting in like any effort at all, you're helping your kids and, and being a good role model. So Totally. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you or get in touch with you? So you can find me on Instagram at rootedwellnessny or on my website at www.rootedwellness.com. And we are always taking new clients. We offer corporate education and group education. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Awesome. Well, that's it for this episode of Betches Moms Podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Apple and Spotify and to follow Betches Moms on Instagram at Betches Moms. And you can find Sarah on Instagram at Rooted Wellness NY. And remember, there are no rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. The Betches Moms Podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your emails to moms at betches.com. Betches.